Hallelujah. We thank God for the gift of life and for the opportunity to bring the word of God this morning. I believe this morning somebody is going to be touched. Somebody is going to receive a testimony. Somebody is going to be challenged. Somebody is going to receive divine transformation. Somebody say glory. Well, we thank God. I want to bring to us a message this morning. What I've captioned, count your loss. Tell somebody, count your loss. Or tell next person, count your loss. Now turn your Bibles with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 1. Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 1. Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 1. All right. Wherefore seeing we also. It's a wherefore seeing we also. Are compassed about uh -huh. with so great a cloud of witnesses. Uh -huh. Let us lay aside every weight. We should lay aside every weight. And the sin which doth so easily beset us. Go ahead. And let us run with patience and the let, race. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. That is set before us. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. The author and the finisher. So we should look on Jesus. So Jesus will become our case study, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh -huh. Who for the joy that was set before him. Who for the joy that was set before him. Endured the cross. He endured the cross. Despising the shame. Despising the shame. And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, First Timothy chapter 3 and from verse 16. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. All right. And without controversy. And without controversy. Uh -huh. Great is the mystery of godliness. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. That God was manifest in the flesh. Justified in the spirit. Justified in the spirit. Seen of angels. Seen of angels. Preached unto the Gentiles. Preached unto the Gentiles. Believed on in the world. Believed on in the world. Received up into glory. Received up into glory. Philippians chapter 3 from verse 1 to 10. Philippians chapter 3 verse 1 to 10. Uh -huh. Finally, my brethren. Finally, my brethren. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you. Go ahead. To me indeed is not grievous. Uh-huh. But for you it is safe. Mm -hmm. Beware of dogs. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Uh -huh. Beware of the concision. Uh -huh. For we are the circumcision. Go ahead. Which worship God in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Uh -huh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh. If any other man thinketh that he had wherefore he might trust in the flesh, I more. Mm. Circumcise the eighth day. Circumcise the eighth day uh -huh. of the stock of Israel, Go ahead. of the tribe of Benjamin, Go ahead. and Hebrew of the Hebrews, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee, Go ahead. concerning zeal, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, Go ahead. touching the righteousness which is the law, uh -huh. which is in the law, uh -huh. blameless. Go ahead. But what things were gained to but me? What things were gained to me? Those I counted loss for Christ. Those I counted loss for Christ. Uh -huh. Yea, doubtless. Yea, doubtless. And I count all things but loss. You can underline, I count all things but loss. For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. Uh -huh. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things. So I have suffered the loss of all things, not for myself, but for my Lord. Go ahead. And do count them but dung. And count them but dung. Uh -huh. That I may win Christ. That I may win Christ. So I have lost all these things because 
I have a determination, I have a vision, and my vision is to win Christ. Go ahead. And be found in him. And be found in him. Not having my own righteousness. Not having my own righteousness. Which is of the law. Which is of the law. But that which is through the faith of Christ. But that which is the, through the faith of Christ. Uh -huh. The righteousness which is of God by faith. Go ahead. That I may know him. That I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his suffering. And the fellowship of his suffering. Be made conformable unto his death. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Look at somebody tell the person, count your loss. Count your loss. Oh, tell the next person, count your loss. Now, ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest gifts that humanity received is the gift of Jesus. The gift of Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to the world. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever that believed in him should not what perish, but have eternal life. It is a great mystery. When we look at the life of Jesus, we are seeing God who took on flesh and walked among men. After the fall of man, man has not been able to attain the state of perfection. And though God has used so many people in the days of old, yet none of them could bring the people of God into perfection. So the mystery here is that God himself has to come down like the form of like a man and exemplify all that he requires from man before our eyes. Hallelujah. So when we look at the man Jesus, we see the totality of God's ordinances for man in expression. When you look at Jesus from his birth to his resurrection is a, a, a practical demonstration of the totality of God's ordinance for mankind. So when people say that we want the will of God, one of the ways to know the will of God is to look at the life of Jesus as a case study. Hallelujah. When we look at the life of Jesus and we study his life as a case study, we will see the will of God in expression. Amen. So it is very, very important that we understand that if we are looking for a perfect example in our work with God, then Jesus must be the picture. The book of Hebrews says that we should look unto Jesus who is the author and what? The finisher. There are so many people that God raised People like Abraham, people like Moses, people like Elijah, they all started, but they could not end up as the author, the finisher of our faith. It is only Jesus who started and ended up being the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Amen. So when we look at the life of Jesus, we see the will of God in expression. When you are in business and you want to know the will of God, just study the life of Jesus you will see the will of God for you in business. When we talk about leadership, just study the life of Jesus, you will see the will of God for leadership in his presence. Somebody say glory. glory. Hallelujah. Now, in the old covenant, whereas their walk with God was from the realm of revelation to the realm of relating with God in the realm of faith, in the new covenant, our walk with God is from the realm of sight to revelation which ushers us into relating with God in the faith realm. Should I go over again? In the old covenant whereas their work with God 
was from the realm of revelation to the realm of relating with God in the faith realm, in the new covenant, our walk with God is from the realm of sight to revelation which ushers us into relating with God in the faith realm. Can I explain? Now, in the Old Testament, whereas their walk with God was from the realm of revelation, which very few could access, for instance, God came to Abraham and said to Abraham, move out of your father's house, out of your kindred, unto a land that I will show you. That is the realm of revelation. Are you here? So oftentimes, when God wanted to start a relationship, he started with the people from the realm of revelation. So like Moses, God, when God was preparing him, God has to reveal himself to him through the burning books. Are you here? And by that encounter, he knew that there was a God of Israel. That was the initiation point of relationship. It was at the point of revelation. Are you in church? And so, by so doing, God gives them that revelation. And this revelation, most of the time, only few are able to access. Not everybody in the old covenant had a certain realm of revelation. And so sometimes, for God to prove to his people that he's the one that gave his servant that revelation, sometimes he had to demonstrate his power for them to see that this revelation indeed came from him and at other times, he also demonstrated his judgment so that the people will see him in action. Somebody say glory. So in the days of Noah, we see God gave Noah a revelation and told him that I'm about to destroy the universe with flood. Ladies and gentlemen, God gave Noah instruction for him to build an ark. Now after all this, the people of God doubted. Do you know why they doubted? They doubted because at that time, only Noah could access that revelation. So God had to bring judgment for them to know that it was he, God, who was in his presence. Another is Moses. When Moses went back to Egypt and said to Pharaoh, God said that let my people go. Ladies and gentlemen, they knew Moses before. So it was difficult for them to believe. So why, how come would they believe? Or how would they know that it is this God that sent Moses? So God said to Moses, when you go, put down your rod. When you put it down, it will turn into a serpent. And pick it up again. Even after that, it was not enough. Then God has to send down judgment by sending the templates. Hallelujah. Sending the templates. And then after that, they knew that indeed it was God that was in action. Am I talking to somebody? So that is the point of revelation. So from that dimension, you will see that the people now enters into the realm of faith, which is the realm of belief. So after they have seen the demonstration of God's power, and they have seen his work in expressing, then they now believe that, oh indeed, it is God the Almighty who is at work in our brother Moses. Somebody say glory. glory. Hallelujah. Now in their dispensation, it was very, very difficult. The reason why it was difficult because there was no uh, precedent or let me say there was no example. Like Abraham, there is nobody in the life of Abraham I've heard of that God has spoken to him and told him to move out of your father's house. So if Abraham says to his father, 
my house and out of my kindred unto a country, it was difficult for people to believe. Do you know why? Because the realm of revelation at that time could only be accessed by very few. Am I talking to somebody? Yes. So there was no precedent or let me say there was no past questions. Am I talking to somebody? Yes. But you see, in our dispensation and in our time, ladies and gentlemen, we are so privileged because we don't only relate with God from the realm of revelation, but the starting point is the, is the realm of sight. Can I explain? We have all these people, all the saints of old, Moses, Elijah, all of them, we have their lifestyle as an example. Or we have their lifestyle as past questions. So we have a greater advantage over the people of old. So when Abraham said, God called me and said I should move out of my father's house, the question is, Abraham, who has God ever called like what you are saying? And Abraham would say, and he would not have any example to give. So it was difficult at that time for people to believe. But in our dispensation, and in our time, when I say that this our God can bless you with the fruit of the womb, even if doctor says you are buried, ladies and gentlemen, there is a precedent because when we look at Hannah, we know that Hannah was barren, yet God gave him a son. Somebody say glory. So ours is from the realm of sight. Are you here? And ladies and gentlemen, it was difficult for the prophets of old. So they took their time. The Lord spoke to them and told them about a dispensation and a time that was coming. And in this dispensation and time, they are not going to start or initiate relationship by revelation, but by sight. Whereas the Lord Jesus, or God Almighty, who take on this thinking flesh and walk before man, exemplify all his will and his ordinances before man as past questions, so that there is no way we can fail. Are you in church? And ladies and gentlemen, when they had this revelation, the Bible said they were searching diligently and they were waiting patiently that when is that particular time? Now go to First Peter chapter, chapter 1 from verse 10. Are you being blessed already? Somebody say glory. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 10. Uh-huh. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired. He said of which salvation the prophets have did what? Inquired. Oh, talk to me. They did what? They inquired. Uh-huh. And searched diligently. And they searched what? Diligently. diligently. Uh-huh. Who prophesied of the grace that should come Who unto you. Who prophesied about the what? The grace uh-huh. that should come unto you. That should come unto us. Go ahead. Searching what? Uh-huh. Or what manner of time the spirit of Christ. What manner of time the spirit of Christ. Uh-huh. Which was in them did signify. Which was in them signify. Who was giving them a signal. Was, was giving them a revelation. Uh-huh. When it testified beforehand. Uh-huh. The sufferings of Christ. He would testify beforehand what? The, the sufferings, sufferings of Christ, Christ. Uh-huh. and the glory that should follow. And there is a certain glory that will follow. And the glory that will follow is that we have the precedent. We have Jesus himself, God Almighty himself, becoming our example. So that Moses is not our example again. Do you know why? Because Moses has set backs. So that David is not our example anyway. Anyone, you know why? Because David has set backs. But when Jesus came, he had no setback. 
He was the author and the finisher of our faith. Somebody say glory. Glory. Uh -huh, go ahead. Unto whom it was revealed. And unto them it was revealed. That not unto themselves. But not unto themselves. But unto us they did minister the things. But unto us, say unto us. Unto us. Unto us they did minister. Uh -huh. The things which are now reported unto you. The things which are now reported unto you. By them that have preached the gospel unto By you. By them that have preached the gospel unto you. Uh -huh. With the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead. Which things the angels desire to look he into. Said, even angels are amazed by what we have. You didn't get it. He said, even angels are amazed at the gift of God that you have in salvation. The marvel that in our dispensation and time, God did not send Moses or Elijah, but God himself decided to come down and take on this thinking flame. Become man. So the creator was reduced to a creator. Wow. Oh my goodness. Just because of you and I. Hallelujah. Amen. He did not send Moses. He said I'll send Moses. I'll send Elijah. But this time I will come down from my throne. And be their example. Amen. You are blessed. Amen. Oh I say you are blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is, and all this thing is meant to strengthen our faith and the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. Today when you go to Israel, there are clear evidence that Jesus walked on earth. His tomb is there. All the, the place he was baptized is still there. Amen. And in the wisdom of God, all these things have been kept so that we cannot have an excuse to debate whether God came down or not. Are you in church? So ladies and gentlemen, when we look at all peace and all these precedents and all these past questions, let me put it that way, and all the life and the ministry about Jesus, which was written in the Gospels by the very men who walked with him, ladies and gentlemen, we have a greater advantage. But it's unfortunate that just as the people of old struggle to believe, even we in our dispensation, we are still struggling to believe God's promise for our lives. They had no precedent. So God said, Abraham, move and I'll bless you. He had nobody as an example. But yet he just has to move by revelation and relate with God in the realm of faith for manifestation. But God says in our dispensation and time, I am not only going to start with you from revelation, but I've given you precedence. So that if I tell you that you can become a pioneer overnight, you will not doubt. Why? Because there are men who became pioneers overnight. There are men like Joseph who became prime minister overnight. Yet it is so difficult for us to believe. It is so difficult for us to hold on to the promise of God. It is so difficult for us to hold on to the blessing of God that God has promised us. We have so many precedents that should dissolve every iota of doubt. But yet, it is difficult for us to still believe. But I pray that there will be deliverance. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Somebody say glory. Put your hands together for Jesus.
Hallelujah. Amen. Now go to Luke chapter 10. Luke, Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Verse Start from verse 1. Uh -huh. After these things, after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also. Go ahead. And sent them two by two before his face uh -huh. into every city and place uh -huh. whither he himself would come. Uh -huh. Therefore said he unto them. Therefore said he unto them. The harvest truly is great. Go ahead. But the laborers are few. Uh -huh. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. Uh -huh. That he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Uh -huh. Go your ways, behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Uh -huh. Carry neither purse nor scribe, uh -huh. nor shoes, and salute no man by the way. Uh -huh. And into whatsoever house ye enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. Go verse 10. Go to verse 10. Uh -huh. verse but 10. But into whatsoever city ye enter, uh -huh. and they receive you not, uh -huh. go your ways out into the streets of the same and say, uh -huh. Even the very dust of your city, uh -huh. which cleaveth on us, uh -huh. we do wipe off against you. Uh -huh. Notwithstanding, be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. But I say unto you, that it shall be more tolerable in that day for now, Sodom. Look at it. It shall be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Uh -huh, go ahead. Woe unto thee. Woe unto thee. Chorazin. Chorazin. Woe unto thee. Woe unto thee. Bethsaida. Bethsaida. But if the mighty works that have done now, in Tyre and Sidon. Look, look at this scripture very well. Are you in church? It said, but if the what? The mighty works. The mighty works. Had been done in Tyre and Sidon. Uh-huh. Which had been done in you, uh -huh. they had a great while ago repented, uh -huh. sitting in sackcloth and ashes. Uh -huh. But it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. Now listen, he says that if these mighty works, which have been done before you in Tyre and Sidon, was done in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented and sat down in ashcloth. But you are here and you are saved because. That in, in Sodom and Gomorrah, they had no example. They had no precedent. But you have precedent, and yet, you are not able to believe. Yet, you are not able to, to move out of those ways. To cleave unto God. And God says, hey, on the day of judgment, even Sodom and Gomorrah, it will be tolerable for them than for you. You didn't get what I said. So, it means that there is a greater responsibility that has been placed on us. That is why on the day of judgment, you may not have any mouth to talk. Can I go further? In those days, people walk from mud. Some did not have horses or donkeys. They have to walk from miles to a place of a gathering where the church was to express their love for Jesus. And in our dispensation and time, cars are available. Where you, your church is and your house is not too far. And you cannot walk from your church to this place. It shall be more tolerable for that day, for, the, for, for, for them, than for us. Are you getting something this morning? Now go ahead, Kojo. And thou, Capernaum, and thou, Capernaum, which are exalted to heaven, uh -huh. shall be thrust down to hell. He that heareth you, heareth me. Uh -huh. And he that despiseth you, despiseth me. Uh -huh. And he that despiseth me, despiseth him that sent me. He said, he that despiseth me, despiseth he that what? That sent, sent me. me. Uh -huh. 
And the seventy returned again with joy. And they returned again with joy. Saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Ladies and gentlemen, when we look at this scripture, we can say that there is no excuse you can ever have not to serve God. There is no excuse. In the days where they were facing persecution, today in Ghana, we are not going to persecute, you know, but go to Saudi Arabia. There are people who are suffering persecution and yet they have not denied Jesus. You, you just lost your job and you are denied Christ. Your bank account just reduced by 2,000 Ghana CD and you are doubting if God can do it for you or not. Whereas, there are people in Somalia where if you want to eat, it's a problem but yet on an empty stomach they are still praising Jesus. When we look at the life of Jesus, and we look at his life as a case study, we can see there are so many secrets that made him victorious on earth. One of the secrets that made him victorious is that Jesus was ever ready to count his loss. He was ready to count his loss. Now go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Are you being blessed? All right, go Let ahead. this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you. Which was also in Christ Jesus. Which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being, being in the form of God. Who being in the form of God. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Uh -huh. But made himself of no reputation. But made himself of what? No reputation. Made himself of what? No reputation. He counted the loss. So the Bible said, even though he was in the form of God, when you read other verses, he will tell you that even though he was God, he did not count it something too high for him to reduce himself and manifest himself as a man upon the earth. Do you get it? He didn't count it so high a price for him to reduce him. So he did not come in his majesty. He came in the lowest estate of man. Ladies and gentlemen, the king of kings, the creator of the universe, when he was born, he was not born in a hotel. He was not born in a mansion. He was born, ladies and gentlemen, in a manger. He was ready to count his loss. So he reduced himself. A manger is a place where animals are kept. Ladies and gentlemen, at that place, that was how our savior reduced himself. He was ready to go any length just because of you and I. He was ready to count his loss. Go ahead, could you read that scripture? But made himself of no reputation. Made himself of no reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant. Took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men. Uh -huh. And being found in fashion as a man, uh -huh. he humbled himself. He humbled himself. And became obedient and be unto death. And became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. Even the death of, of the cross. This is one of the secrets Jesus stresses on when we look at his life and the ministry. It is one of the secrets. One of the things he always stresses on is for somebody to want to count his loss. If you want to see the power of God, you must count your loss. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a spiritual law that even the kingdom of darkness you are not exempted. It is only in our kingdom that we struggle to count our loss. Even though we have so many precedents to prove that God is so faithful to fail. He's too faithful to fail. But yet, we are not ready to count our loss. When you go to the occultic kingdom, huh? 
Before you go there, you say, you watch it on movie. You want to, you want to be rich or you want money, they'll tell you, bring your mother. Is that not so? Yeah. Or bring your son or someone that you love. And in the movie, you see the man. So disturbed. But at the end of the day, he has to count his loss. Because if he does not count his loss, he will not gain. It is a spiritual law, a universal law in Christianity. Hallelujah. And even our Savior was not exempted. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the ascent of this, he was not exempted. He had to count his laws so he can win you and I. So if we will find fulfillment in this kingdom, then we must be ready to count our laws. Tell somebody count your laws. Or tell this person count your laws. So when we look at Jesus, it is one of the things that he stresses on. Now let's look at Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 26. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 26. Uh-huh. Then said Jesus unto his disciples. Then Jesus said unto his disciples. If any man will come after me. If any man will come after me. Let him deny himself. Let him do what? Deny himself. Let him do what? Deny himself. Let him deny himself. Uh-huh. And take up his cross. And take up his what? cross his cross and follow me and follow me for whosoever will save his life shall lose it say hey hey oh say hey hey he said you, you want to follow me you want to be my disciple then this is the way you must deny yourself you must carry your cross and follow me and whosoever that want to do what save his life shall lose it so if you want to save your life you do what lose it oh my goodness uh-huh and whosoever will lose his life for my sake. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake. Shall find it. So God, Jesus, understood this principle so much that he did not even mind dying. Because he knows that it is 